Today I spoke with Justin Waller. And one of the things I really, really enjoyed with, about talking to Justin was his mindset and how that mindset developed. The other thing that was really enjoyable with Justin is the question I asked him at the end. And it's exactly where his heart is. And I really like that. Hey, welcome to the David Watson podcast. Thank you very much. Ooh, I'm glad to be here. So, again, thank you to Sterling for introducing us. It's uh, appreciated. Yeah. And one of the things, it was lucky for me when I was talking to Sterling because I knew who you were from your YouTube channel. And, yeah. you know, and you, you have a, a, some really good content on there, not just about business, but like personal development for men you know, uh, everything from what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, what works, what doesn't. But one of the things that fascinated me, and I think it was in a Rolo Tomasi um, discussion, was you mentioned your grandfather and the cotton field and then your father. And I yeah. was just like, hang on a second. How did you get from there to here? And, you know, it's interesting. I, he was a tail gunner in World War II. And he was actually going to be deployed to go on, on a second run. And he was getting shipped to Texas. And um, he got to the train station. And everybody was jumping up and down. And that's when we found out that the war was over. And so hard work's hard work now. Uh, so he went back home, started building houses. He was a carpenter by trade. And when he built up enough money, he started to buy land. and started farming cotton in Oxford, Mississippi. And my father, it was him and his brother and one sister, and he was free labor. So uh, my father worked for him in cotton fields for quite a while uh, until, until he eventually went out on his own and moved out of the house. The hard work's hard work, man. So whether it's farming cotton, um, you know, fighting in World War II, I've done the hanging steel and farming cotton probably. You know, it's about what, what? It's in the sun's hot in Vegas. And uh, it's pretty not forgiving if you make a mistake. So, um, hard work, hard work, you know, American dream. Yeah, well, that that's effectively what the American dream was built on—the bit that people kind of um, have easily forgotten today. And I think you know, kind of going down to what some of the, uh, a lot of your videos about, and a, a lot of the the videos that a, a lot of those guys that we're all talking about is like, look, it, it's somewhere along the line, people started telling you. Oh no! Just, just, just dream the dream, and then just sit there and wait for it. So no, no, that doesn't work like that. You know what, man? It's like I think there's a little bit of a level of truth to those movies, like The Secret and all those things. There's yeah. positive thinking, but it's only a small part of the equation. Your your brain can't believe that you're that you're going to be successful if you're not actually doing the work. I mean, even you know when you're full of shit. Does that <laughs> yeah. make sense? What one hundred percent? That is one hundred percent. Yeah, like if if I go and say I'm going to beat LeBron James in a basketball game, and I've not been practicing basketball furiously for hours and hours and hours, days on end, do I? Does my mind really believe my own bullshit? No, absolutely not. So you've got to put in some kind of level of work to for you yourself in your heart to know that what you're doing is actually moving towards that goal, or you know it, it'll never happen. Yeah, because David Goggins happen. talks about that when you've got to look in the mirror and have a reality check. And have a proper talk right. with yourself 
And sometimes that needs to be a kind talk, gentle talk, like, hey, hang on in there. Don't quit. You're doing your best. And the other one is, no, you're full of shit. Pull your socks up. Get out there. Do some work, which I think, like you say, is when people talk about law of attraction, the secret and all of that, they visualize, they get the emotional, but they miss one of the sentences, which is now take action. (laughs) It's just like, no, you can't sit there. You have to take action. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what? I have a video I made about man and it was a reference to Michael Jordan because there was this, there was a show, The Last Dance. It was a documentary about him. That's a good documentary as well. Wonderful documentary and interviewed him. And somebody I said, hey, Michael, game seven of the championship. Of course me. And I feel like if a man cannot look in the mirror and ask for the ball in game seven of his own life, he needs to go back to the mirror and genuinely have a heart to heart and ask why, because it's very likely that the work has not been done. The preparation has not been done. Maybe he just needs to go. Through, it doesn't mean he's broken. It just means he needs to go through some more pain yeah. to identify why it is that he does not trust himself with his own life. That's good. Yeah. So. Uh, really important. Man. I feel so confident brought me in any city in the world and I would have a business plan within you. You can't take it away once you have it. That's yeah. freedom. That's that's good. So we're having a few interruptions here with connection problems. I, I'm missing some of what you're saying, but I like that what you what you just said there about the the the, the mindset because it is everything. It, it's it's not just like you say. You've got to be prepared. You've got to put the work in. You, you've got to make the efforts. But the thing like. So one of the things I try to talk to with a lot with a lot of people is what is it that people do right? I think that there's two major things that people can do right. And it's being a good problem solver and then just being too tough to fit. If you are doing something and you're gonna take the blows of that business. I always use a boxing analogy. Let's say you're fighting a right-handed guy and he hits you with the jab. Boom, you take the jab. All right, he throws the jab again, you slip it. Bam, you take a cross. Sometimes you take that cross twice. You know, you got to learn lessons hard twice sometimes. But if you go get in a different game and you fight a lefty, well, you're going to take all the punches from that person. So if you switch businesses or industries, you have to go take all the licks from because they're there. You know, they're there all the blows and all the hard times and all the things that you don't know about that business or trade or industry, they're going to hit you. So if you stay in the same fight, eventually you learn the fight and you can eventually roll on top. So I think being a problem solver and being resilient, um, even though you might pivot a little bit to get to the ultimate goal. Um, I think that problem solving and resiliency are the best things that a person could possibly have because it's not going to go smooth always. It's actually, that's because I just recently, well, this morning I watched one of your recent videos, which is about don't quit. Right, yeah. The yeah, whole video is like, don't don't quit. And you talked about how you were starting to play around with other businesses. Yeah. And, then, and then you were just like, no, this isn't working. I've got to refocus. And the thing that I found surprising is you said, I'm going to refocus on my business for the next five years. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that. I've never heard somebody say, you've got a successful business. 
you're starting to try other projects, but actually they're not working. And this is also affecting this business. So yeah. you were like, so you, you sat down and made a plan for the next five years. I was like, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Never heard anyone tell me that. Well, you know, it's crazy. I somewhere, but there's God makes this analogy about planting seeds. And he's yes. like, if you plant too many seeds and you try to water them all, you run out before any of them bear fruit, right? And now that my business, and I'm going to be 11 years, where I had my 10 year anniversary last year, it'll be 11 years in March. Now that that business is bearing fruit, well, now I can pick some of that fruit off the tree and go start other things like real estate or doing things on the internet. Um, because I, you know, I've wanted to go on the internet for a long time, but I wanted to make sure that I was a legitimate business person before I did. And so I, I waited. And so now this YouTube thing that I'm doing are, you know, buying more real estate. I decided to wait on a lot of those things until I knew my business was going to legitimately bear fruit for me. Yeah. And I think that that's something to be said for a young guy to stick, stick with things. Well, the, the, and understand suffering it's okay as normal. Well, because that was one of the things I, I really liked about what you were saying when I, when I watched the video is, you know, like a, like a lot of us in this game who coach or talk to people and stuff like that, the, the, the blueprints that we talk about are pretty much the same for everybody. It, it's like you, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to be passionate. You, you've got to accept that you're going to get rejection. You've got to accept that it's going to take time. But it was the length of time that you were talking about with something that was already actually quite successful. And you were just like, nope, got to walk. And, and you actually use that analogy in there about watering the seeds. And, yeah. and that's the first time I think I've ever heard anybody talk about, actually, the business is working. But no, I've got another five years to do this yet. Then I can get side projects and side hustles. Right. Well, think about it. You know, like if I'm making money off 25 men working for me, how much do I make off of 50? How much off of 75? How much off of 100? We've got to go over 100 million. And I don't have to learn anything new. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not there. I've already taken that ass whooping again and again and again in that business and steal it business. So why continue to go get beat up in other things uh, when I could make, it's like, I'll give you a great example. I have a buddy of mine who flips houses and he wanted me to start flipping houses again. I said, Okay, how much do you make off a house flip? He told me the number. I'm like, all right. Well, really, I could just build another metal building and make that much money, you know. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll loan you the money, and then I'll just I'll just be the bank and take interest. Well, now I have nothing to do with it. I look at the deal. I, I kind of underwrite, do the math myself, do the demographics of what you would do for a flip, you know, school zones, flood zones, things like that. Not just I just be the bank. Yeah. And I go right metal buildings, collect my check at the end when it closes. And I'm on about my business. So um, a lot of times we think that entrepreneurship is this sexy serial entrepreneur. And, and, and it can be. It absolutely can be. But I think for most people that aren't getting paid for who they are, but getting paid for the value that they bring to the world. Because there's, there's people that have huge brands that can open up multiple businesses. And just because they're that person, they're yeah. super successful. the best talent. It's easy to sell. Um, but for the people that really need to get in there and fight and, and get their first million in the bank, you know, knocking down that first M is tough, bro. You yeah. Know? So, um, people that, that want to get there, I, I think stay in the same game unless, unless 
unless you didn't do your homework around studying the business that you're in. But picking the right business is like picking it's like picking the right girl, you know? So <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> do your research there, man. And uh, and once you know it's a good business, I don't care how look, the harder it is, the better. Because that means more people are gonna quit. Well, it's so. it's interesting because um I don't know why it popped in my head, but I'll go with it. I, I was listening to a Dan Pina thing the other day and he said success is like um, pregnancy. Everyone says congratulations, but nobody asks how many times you got fucked. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, yeah, I understand Look, that. Me, I've, I've had the lean jobs. I've been sued. I've, dude, I've had all kinds of shit. And you know what? I know without shower about, I've never fucked anybody. And that's one of the main reasons we've been successful. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many crazy things that have happened where I'm like, man, you know, it, 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 it's rough. Construction is actually a really tough industry. Oh, yeah. You know, to, dude, there's sharks out there. That's big boy ball. You know, it's not, it's not an internet business. It's very brick and mortar cranes. If my guys fall off the building, they're going to die. You know, yeah. we're way in the air, you know. Um, so there's no, no. I understand no, that. Once upon a time, I used to be a tree surgeon. If you made a mistake, you were dead. Do you know what I mean? Gravity doesn't give a shit about your intentions. Yeah. And, and look, sometimes neither does construction. That's so. <laughs> what I mean. Like you said, as soon as you said, you know, those guys are high up. If they make a mistake, it's the last mistake yeah. they ever make in their life. You know, and, and that. Yeah, you know what? And we, we've taken a lot of hits, you know, over the years. Get up and get up. I'll tell you, like, I had to uh, rent a 200 ton crane for a project. We were picking up 60, 60 or so thousand pounds and flying it uh, 64 feet in the air. So I needed this big crane. And uh, actually, it was 20 something thousand pounds, 60 feet in the air. And I rent the crane, and it's something stupid, like $10,000 a day. I just couldn't pour the concrete in time, it rained too much. Well, sure as shit, when I get this crane out there and rains for five straight days, it cost me $40,000. And I would have been a default of contract about a pool defense. And it's just one of those things. I'm sitting there just watching it rain in my dumb reality. I'm like, fuck my life, bro. <laughs> and it's like, what do you do? But, you know, look, man, you grow the business. You've got multiple jobs making money. Other places, you're going to take some blows. But ultimately, if, if you can't stick it out, you're not going to stick anything out. So... Yeah, um, I'm not telling guys to, to stay in stay in business and never make money. But at the same time, man, I really think you got to give it a full go. You know, see it through, take those knocks. Because a, a lot of the conversations you're you're having on your YouTube channel, you actually do talk about one of the, a lot of the problems you've experienced in construction, like actually paying people's taxes. You know, pay, paying people travel time, and then competing against businesses that are paying cash. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah, that, man. Hey, it's very real in construction, though. They'll pay yeah. these dudes cash, and they're taking a risk. They're taking a huge risk, and they're willing to take that risk. Where I'm just not, man. I'm not. It's there's too much for me to lose. Because this is the thing: is like I say, I think the great thing about the internet is exactly what you and I are doing now. Two very different people, a simple introduction, and you can have a conversation and share some some wisdom and some laughs with the rest of the world. But it also, there is this, how can I get rich really, really quick and do what that guy's doing? And he's like, no, 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 you've got to understand where that guy came from. <laughs> you, know what yeah. I mean? you know, and this is like I was saying, like your grandfather 
very nearly ended up in the war. But just for a stroke of fate, it got called off at the last minute. But he, we actually did World War One. He was <laughs> a tail gunner. He was going to go to two. <laughs> got lucky. Yeah, so. but he got lucky twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? he, he made it home off. the first time. Tail gunner is serious shit. Oh, the, but, again, it's, it's, but it's like construction and tree surgery. There's no mm-hmm. out. If it goes wrong, you're dead. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, what's the chances yeah. of survival? Well, if you land, you're going to survive. And if yeah. I don't, you're dead. Right. <laughs> you know? It's true. And it, there's that mentality that sets a foundation. And and this has happened to me in my life. I've had to reflect on this in my, myself, you know, and this is a an almost a weekly, daily practice, you know, the how I met Sterling just was, I was going like, podcast is going slow. I don't have many guests for this year lined up. So I just went through a list of all the people that I follow on YouTube <laughs> and just sent them all an email, you know, so I can celebrate Sterling. Could he reached out? Yep, yeah, let's do this. I don't talk about the hundred people that didn't bother replying to me. That, that's, that's the game. Nobody knows it. They, all, they, all they see is the good part, man. Yeah. You know, you know and then yeah. at the end of the conversation with Sterling, it's like, hey, if, if you know somebody, could you do an introduction? And he was like, I'm actually sat with somebody right now. He's in the other room. That's you. Yeah. You know, That's how it goes. It, it is. And, and, it, and I'm trying to, like, like you with your videos, trying to constantly drum into people, this is how you do it. It's the hard work. It's the hard graft. It's, there's the, the things you've got to take care of before, like, like with yourself, because you, you wear some snappy suits. You do wear some snappy suits. The shirt uh, yeah. and the jacket. And I do sit there like, I'd love to go shopping with you one day. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'll give I'll credit where credit's due. This, you have some style. Do you know what I mean? You do yeah. have it. Yeah. We joke. We joke. Uh, do you know the Tates? Yeah. Yeah. So we joke. Because <laughs> they call me Cowboys. I'm from Louisiana. It's really funny. But yeah, man, I appreciate it. I actually just got four more here in Dubai. Um, <laughs> there's a good tailor over here. So well, I've seen awesome you guys. Uh, coming out. Yeah, I've seen you and Sterling in, in one of the jacket shops. Getting, getting yeah. some some stuff, mate. And yeah. that's just like, okay, yeah. You know, but again, because the, these are the things that you guys talk about, isn't it? it is, it's about, look, you you got to take care of everything, your appearance, you know, your knowledge. It's, it's look, it's super, super, it's much harder to be a man than it is a woman, probably. Absolutely. However, if you can get to the point where you know that you're kind of on your own, but you've created your own competencies, you can run the world at least for yourself. You can completely control your life. And, and that is the ultimate freedom. And I would take that any day of the week. Yeah. Give me the fuck. Give me the ball. Because you got to be able to trust yourself more than anything else. Against the odds, against anything else. So how did you guys come together to do the Hustlers University? Yeah, so... I joined the way. So me and Sterling met at a war room event. And uh, sorry, a what event? A war room event. Andrew takes war room. Okay. Yep. Yep. And over the course of the year, we all became very, very close. And so we all text every day, no matter where we are in the world. Me and me and Sterling live together in Miami. Um, obviously the guys are in Bucharest, but we see like Andrew, but Tristan's in the house right now. Tristan Tate. Okay. Uh, Andrew, we're doing a war room summit and we all have the same kind of drive to 
help guys, especially guys that came from nothing, I think, because none of us. So, and it's like, look, help me drive Hustlers University. So I went in, started learning some crypto things. I've actually have a little bag of crypto myself now. Um, and, you know, they're teaching things like copyright and real estate. All are good, good skills for an entrepreneur. A lot of these guys are taking these individual things and going and making real money, though, uh, especially yes. in crypto, freelancing, things like that, where they're, they're trading out some, some job that they were making no money into making legit big money, 10,000 10, plus a month, some of these guys. And they're doing it pretty quick. And the deal's really good. It's $49 a month to, to do this. Um, and so, you know, I would, I went to college for free cause I played football, but I don't know how much college degree costs. And I'm like, this is much better than college because these professors have made real money in the real world. This is something I really want to get behind. And so, uh, we, de- we decided collectively that we would all try to help these guys and push it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's turning out great. These guys are making good money. Um, Go find the link on my Instagram, Waller 7s my IG, and the link's right there in the bio. Um, I, it's something I can really get it behind because it's straight, no bullshit, real-world guys that, that are making money currently, literally currently in what they're doing. You go to college, a professor's going to talk to you about theory about a business he's never run. These professors <laughs> are running real business in real time and showing you how to do it. There's not a better deal out there. And it's not going to stay this cheap, I think, forever, um, but, but it shouldn't. So it's it's a good deal, man. And you know, Andrew's a straight shooting guy. We'll do more things together. But um, we're really enjoying this. Really enjoy watching the guys grow because we've been there. You know, yeah. I remember we twenty three, twenty four, not knowing what the fuck to do. Just yeah, uh, no, definitely, I definitely understand. Can I just just to clarify something because I want to make sure I do understand who the Tate brothers are. Was one of them a professional kickboxer? Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, because yeah. like he's on YouTube, fucking proper legit. The guy can fight. Yeah. 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 He's also the most wonderful people you ever meet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, when you, yeah, Gina, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know, when you, you see people on YouTube and then you look into their background and you see the other side of him, you're like, holy shit. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like that, you know, and there's, there's videos of him and fair play to him. There's videos of him on YouTube where he's, he's fighting in the kickboxing world in the real world. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, there, look, there's no bullshit. There's a lot of guys that are full of shit on the internet. Yeah. Um, but no, they're they're two of the most legit dudes out there. And I'll tell you another thing: Sterling Cooper is as well. Well, that's one of the things I said to Sterling when I one of the first things I said to him on the podcast was the difference between him and other men, in my opinion, when they talk about picking up women, he can legitimately prove he got paid for it. Women paid him. You know, he wasn't at the bar buying drinks. Well, let me tell you. I live with Sterling Cooper, yeah. and I can tell you right now, he ain't paying none of them, and he's pulling in there left, right, and center. Yeah. So, um, I, I see. I've seen him do it in my. I've seen him do it in every country I've been to. Yeah. So it's not a fluke. It's no. not a fluke. Sterling Cooper's the fucking truth. So <laughs> this is this is what I'm saying. It's just like, and it's one of us. That, like I said to him, because I, I didn't tell him, but I'll tell you, I was genuinely intimidated about talking to him. Because I had this realization that of all the pickup guys I've ever listened to or watched on YouTube in the red pill, they've all sold courses on on how to pick up women, bar stuff like. No, no, women paid Sterling. It, it was the yeah. complete reverse. It's just like, okay, that man knows his stuff. <laughs> Whichever way you want to look at it, women don't pay you for things they don't want. 
Yeah, bro. Sterling's smooth, man. Smooth, yeah. smooth. Big G. No doubt. Yeah. But I just want to bring it back to the, the, the Hustlers University because I'm yeah. interested in what did your grandfather teach you in terms of mindset? Nothing much, really. I, you know, he died when I was in seventh grade. I didn't really know him that well. Um, it was just in the blood, man. So know, it I was. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really have much of a family life growing up, honestly. So but that's a good point as well. Sorry, because I don't, if you don't want to talk about it, I, you know, I don't want to get into it. But it's there's... not that I don't want to talk about it. I absolutely will. It's just like he was in Oxford and we were in Louisiana. So I saw him like once or twice a year. Oh, yeah, no, but what I mean is because there'll be guys, there'll be men and women out there. It applies to everyone who will be like, yeah, but my background was this. It, it was easier for you. And it's just like, no, that, that's not how it works. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, my, my parents, my dad, um, wonderful man, sweet man, probably too kind, you know, didn't know what he didn't know. He didn't have access to the Internet and all this very cool information. So I, I defend him in that way. But. You know, he married my mother. My mother was 19. They met at a McDonald's. He was an assistant manager at a McDonald's in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Yeah. My mother was 19, running away from her dad. Somehow ended up in Vicksburg, Mississippi as a fry cook. He was 27. She was 18, I think. She had me at 19. Uh, she te- cheated on him twice. We went through 12 custody courts, sexual molestation charges. She tried to do everything she could to wipe him out. Um, watch my stepdad beat him up in front of us on Christmas. I mean, like, it was a whole thing, man. We grew up trailer parks. There was, there was a lot of physical violence going on. Uh, I actually played sports a lot just to get the fuck out the house. Because yeah. if I was good at sports, other kids' parents would let me come stay the night. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. That's and a survival mechanism. Kids are clever like that. It is what it is. And so like, she ended up having, we had five total kids from the same mother uh, over two dads. And she cheated on stepdad. It wasn't anything wrong with my dad or, or even the stepdad, you know. Um, it's just, you know, we're whatever. But, um, yeah, man, uh, it was it was not, it was not any, you know, I, I had no, no pedigree in any way. In fact, if anything, I just knew that what I kind of didn't want, you know, and, and of those five siblings, I'm the only one that's not morbidly obese, morbidly obese. So I'm kind of the black sheep of my own family. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm healthy. I've got the suits. Yeah, I've got yeah. the job. I'm, that's yeah, a black, yeah. that's a black sheep state. I said, that's a good company logo right there. Yeah. <laughs> a it fine is, looking black sheep. Yeah. And we don't have beef. Really? No. You know, there's nothing for us to talk about as much either. So it's it's more of a like, hey, how are you been now and then? But other than that, there's really there's really not a whole lot to say, man. You know, we're at completely two different places. You know, the things that, that are going on with my siblings are in in a few cases, I'd say four out of four out of five or three out of four, kinda of sad. And um I'll probably outlive every one of them because when I say obese, I'm, I mean, yeah. obese and, and, and living in a trailer in South Louisiana or, or wherever they are. Some of them have left the state, but it's, uh, it was definitely not, not a, not the ideal situation growing up, but I wouldn't trade anything, anything. In fact, I like to tell people that I believe that if you if you grew up in a really good household, 
that it's almost a handicap. Because it's almost like if you were born in a zoo and you were a lion and you grew up in captivity and they closed the zoo, the zoo and kicked you out into the jungle, you wouldn't know how to hunt. Yeah. So for me, man, that's one of the, the mindset things that I always use. Like you have to flip it to the positive for you. You have to make it to your advantage. And that would be, that would be a mental resilience trick that I think everybody should use no matter what happens to you you have to find a way to flip it to you positively or it can affect you. And that's dangerous. I like what you said about, it's not that you knew what you wanted. You knew what you didn't want. Yeah. Cause that, that's like you say, when you flip it 180 degrees like that, it's like, okay, what do I want? Don't know. What don't I want? All right. I can write a list on what I don't want. Yeah. And How that's, do I get away? Yeah. Cause that, that's a good foundation. And, and I think a lot of guys and this look, this definitely tripped me up when I was younger and I'm 47 now still figuring it out. So it's not like I've, I've got it made or anything like that, but it, it's, I didn't, I knew what I didn't want, but I focused on it. Right. And you just, and that becomes like a ball and chain around your ankle because you're constantly referring to what you don't want. You don't want. And like going back to the energy thing earlier is when you're doing that, it's just like, no, once you know what you don't want, that's the bedrock that you can build something on. You know, yeah. now start constructing what you do want. Well, you know, I say this a lot. There's two parts of success, in my opinion. There's the climbing the mountain part. And then there's looking for other mountains to climb while you're going up the mountain. Because the most dangerous thing that could happen to a man is for him to get to the top of the first mountain and not have another place to go. Because he dies inside. Yeah. And all that is is consciousness. So you have two choices. You either kick yourself back down the mountain you just climbed so you can enjoy that climb back up. Or you find a bigger mountain that will keep you excited. Because when when you don't continuously look for more consciousness and, and trying to get that, like, my ops manager asked me, she's like, when are you going to stop going to all these events and things like that? And I said, never. And I actually tweeted this recently, like, when is enough enough? Never to a man that never dies inside. Because the second you feel like you're not growing, you die. Do you know, there's something I'm starting to to notice the more people I talk to. And, it, and it's honestly, you know, I'll put it out there now. I didn't realize this. I, I genuinely didn't realize this. The more successful the person I speak to, the hungrier they are. And I'm just saying they're like, hang on a second. <laughs> You ever feel like you ever gotten comfortable and then felt like you lost that fire in your stomach? I had it happen to me. I was sitting in my, I went, I was sitting in my house in the foyer and I was putting dress shoes on to go to my construction company's office. I said, dress shoes, not boots. Yeah. yeah. And I, I heard that bit. Don't worry. <laughs> the back wall is just all glass and I have a pool and there's bamboo in the back. I grew up in trailers, dude. I'm like, dude, it's a long way from Denham Springs, Louisiana. And I kind of died a little bit. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I didn't have a bigger mountain to climb. And that was very, very, very scary for me and very dangerous. And I think when I had that reality check, it really helped me understand what it would take for me to continuously be happy and continuously be excited. And I think excited is probably the better word because there's nothing I've ever done that I got excited about that wasn't a little bit scary and a little bit bigger. And that's an important part of making sure you're, you know, you're, you're growing. 
And another thing, and the thing we were talking about earlier, I'm dealing with a bunch of small plants. And so how can I get excited about growing fruit that I've never grown before if I'm dealing with a bunch of small plants? I've, I've already been in stage one of a business, stage two of a business. What do I do if we get bigger and bigger and bigger? So kind of all ties in, but um, making sure that you're, you're looking for bigger and more consciousness is, I think, something that's very, very important because it keeps fueling your tank. When you say bigger, more consciousness, how do you mean that? Cool. So let's use, let's use Andrew and Tristan, for example. I was living about the best life I could possibly live. You know, I was making a lot of money. I had zero problems getting money. And I was in really, really good shape. So I had my health. And then I find Andrew and Tristan and Sterling and I'm like, oh, well, you can have this amount of money and you can do it this way and you can travel the world and do it and you can make money on the internet and you can do podcasts and you can have people all over the world know you. I get DMs every day from all kinds of different countries that I would have to look up on a fucking map, you know, (laughs) And, and it's refining me as a man. You know, I'm having to deal with currency exchanges and going through customs when I'm traveling. These are things I've not done. You know, we all put in flew a, a private jet costs a thousand dollars a minute to fly from Odessa to Bucharest. I've not done that. And it was the biggest plane they've been on. And to get together collectively, we did that together. So the consciousness is about going out and finding things you don't know and learning those things so you can become a more rounded person or just learn things that'll make you a better person in general or make you better at business or what have you. But when I say find more consciousness, it's like go outside of my comfort zone of what I already know and find more so I can be more. And that's exciting to me. Where does the, because I've got to be honest, I I was a little bit surprised when you and I first started talking because there is a, a kind of spiritualism towards you about you. You know, I'm not a... No, not in a I'm woo-woo not, way. Not in a woo-woo way. I get it. I get it. Um, I'm not super religious in any way, but I do think that ha- spending time thinking with yourself and spending time with yourself is really important. So it's probably uh, maybe coming from some sort of internal dialogue I've had with myself. One thing I know that I do is I have something I call the rock and chair test. And I kind of have I've seen, yeah, that video is good. I have a relationship with the older version of myself. So that relationship I have with the older version of myself is where I make either selfie videos or I share videos inside this folding called the rock and chair. And the, the file cover photo is an old man smoking a cigar in a rock and chair on a porch. And I talk to my future self and I give him updates on what I'm doing, where my mind's at, how I'm working hard. And my ultimate goal is to make him proud of me. Sometimes you might not have the super, super strong alpha father. Mm. You know, you have, you know, that support system. But once you go through the trials and tribulations, you can take that role on yourself and be your own compass. And so what I currently try to do is carry myself towards the legacy I want to create, 
but I kind of do it for my future self. I lose and lose. I'm making this a struggle. This is where my head's at. And I know that I'm going to, I know it's going to be very, very precious to me one day when I'm sitting and I can no longer go out and do the same things I can do today to really see how proud of that kid I'm going to be. You know, and I believe that. I believe I'll be very proud of myself in that way. When I'm 90 and I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I think just just already you're going to sit back and look, look back and think, well, I, I did some shit. For a guy that came yeah. from the trailer park, I did some shit. Yeah, it's a very good thing. I mean, I, like, I don't believe that, like, I don't have any strong uh, spiritual beliefs in regards to whether, you know, whether it's Allah or Jesus or yeah. Scientologist, right, or, or whatever. And I also, like, don't particularly think that we are God. But I do think having a close, intimate relationship with your own thoughts and who you're going to become as a man is a really important thing to do. And at the end of the day, how could you love yourself more than trying to make yourself happy by using the older version of yourself and being proud of yourself? What would make that old man happy? Because you can only answer that question. So I, I think that's possibly one of the when, when you listen to some of the the major faiths that talk about meditation and looking within. I think that's ultimately right. what they're talking about at its foundation. It's what, what is the conversation you're having with you, yourself and how are you observing that? Absolutely right. The only problem is, is it's so fucking boring. I can't do it. So I, I do it better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I think that's probably what it is coming off of me maybe. Um, but you know, time will tell. And just because I'm conscious of your time is, as well, is I just want to get back cause, to the Hustlers University because there was something that we started talking about that we, we never finished. And that is one of the great things about the internet today is you, we're starting to see this problem with, and I'm not shitting on universities. I'm shitting on the fact that people don't research what their degree will get them in later life, you know, a degree is not going to solve a problem if you don't know what the problem is. And people around the world, no matter what country you're in, are getting up to their eyeballs in debt, then coming out of university with a degree that some professor, whoever, or their parents, whoever, and like I said, I'm not trying to shit on people. I'm just trying to stick with real world facts. If you've got more debt than your degree is going to pay for, it's a pointless degree. It's, it's, it's not worth shit. Right. And it, I don't care what field it's in. If you haven't researched that, what that degree can get you in terms of a job, somebody along the way let you down, which is what people are starting to learn with the, um, with the internet now, where you can just, anybody can just like, and I, look, I'll tell everybody, before anybody starts buying your courses, do their research, but do check out Hustlers University. What are they talking about? What are they doing? And that's the, the, the great thing about the internet today is, like you say, because there's you, the Tate brothers, and Sterling. Who, who else is involved? Is it just the four of you? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, there might, there might be an affiliate here or there somewhere. Yeah, but, you know, but, but the, the, the main speakers and, and the people sharing how they, they got where they, they are and what they've learned and how they do that, that, that that's the, the crux of it is the four of you. And... You were saying is it forty nine dollars a month? Yeah, forty nine dollars a month. And, and I say that because I used it. Yeah. I spend most of my time in the war room now. Um, we're actually all here. We're going to be talking to guys doing a summit. Me and Sterling just did a whole 
event teaching guys about women. Whole event. Soup to nuts. The whole thing. I mean, we went through everything. Handling guilt, texting, all of it. The professors in HU literally do these things. So I actually use Tuscaloosa University myself to learn crypto. Yeah. So I could buy crypto. Um, and so in there are teaching things daily, full on chats. But now I spend most of my time in the war room. Um, so it's it's more one of those things where I used it and I believe in it. So I'm pushing it, you know. And that's something I can really get behind, you know, because because I know it's real. So if you know we were talking about um like your rocking chair test where you talk to yourself, your older self. What would you tell your younger self? Like, what did what would you tell your younger self you did right? I would tell my younger self that I'm proud of how tough he was. Um, I would tell my younger self that I'm proud of the fact that he looked for himself. I think that's something people don't do enough of. I think often people just follow, follow, follow. And it's not bad to follow advice, but I think it's bad to follow advice without, just like we were talking about with the courses. It's bad to take a course without really looking for yourself and, and considering, does, will it work for you? So the younger version of me was very, very tough, very disciplined. That internal voice was very loud that said, go, 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 push, no bullshit, do it anyway. So that... I would give my younger self a lot of credit for and then really just being too tough to quit more than anything. I think being, if I could pick one trait to have, it would be being too tough to quit, you know, because in the end, whether you're the smartest guy or the slowest guy, if you don't quit, you'll get where you're going. It's David Goggins, isn't it? Taking souls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just can't quit. Cause that's everything he talks about. It's just like, don't care. I'm not the brightest guy. I'm not this, but I won't quit. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, it's the, it's the fucking truth, man. Some of the smartest guys you'll ever meet work for another dude. They just wouldn't quit. Well, well, the funny thing is some of the smartest guys you'll ever meet are university professors. Yeah. So they know more than anything else in that subject, but what they're employed by the education authorities. Absolutely. And the world doesn't care. It's a results driven world. So, um, just pay attention, look for yourself. And if your gut says something more than likely your gut's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to finish on one last question is magic, magic one time machine. It doesn't matter what it is. Where are you? What are you driving? And what music are you listening to? Uh, in the future? Entirely yours. It's entirely. What, what are you driving? Where are you? What music are you listening to? You know, I think it depends on where I am in the world. You know, if I'm with if I'm with the boys, I might probably in a Lamborghini. But if I'm by myself, I'm on some back roads in Louisiana listening to country music. What are you driving? I have a driving a Ford F one fifty Lariat, nice truck, nothing overly fancy. I got my cowboy boots on, and I got I got some uh, Crown Royal and some water in the console, and I'm just driving listening to Jason Aldean or George Strait. I'll take that. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Justin. 
I loved how he finished it. Kind of started with the a Lamborghini, but then he was just like, do you know what? In my heart, I'm driving down a, a back road in a pickup truck because I guess I'm a cowboy. I, I love that. I really do. And I think that sentiment there sums up who he is at heart. And if you're interested in the Hustlers University or you want to see more on of Justin on YouTube, strongly recommend his YouTube channel. I've watched a lot of his videos. I really like the way he approaches life and what he talks about. All the links will be in the description. Please, as always, take a look at these guys because without them, I, I wouldn't have the podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening.